Hey there, this is Pastor Terry. Welcome back to Grace for Your Journey. So glad you're with us. If you're new, welcome on in. Thank you for being here. Hey, we've been in 1 Kings 18, and we've been looking at Elijah. Elijah is one of the major prophets of the Old Testament. God used him to do some phenomenal things. And today is a big turning point in his public ministry. Uh, he has confronted Ahab. He has shut up the heavens and it hadn't rained. Of course, all this is done by the power of God, right? He didn't have any power within himself to do these miracles. God used him to do these miracles. Good note for all of us. If people are claiming to do miracles, if they're claiming to take credit, if they're claiming to be the impulse behind it, they are not correct. They are not accurate. They have the wrong view of God and the wrong view of themselves. Elijah was clear. He always did what he did in the power of the Lord and for the glory of the Lord. So he's shut up the heavens. He, he's caused a, a kid who died to come back to life. That was an amazing thing. He, um, just had a showdown with the prophets of Baal where they took a calf and they split it in half and they put it on an altar and the prophets of Baal jumped around and danced around and prayed to Baal to come down and consume the offering. He never showed. Of course not. Because <laughs> he's a false god, right? But but Elijah then just it, a short prayer, just two or three sentences, prayed to the living God, the true God. God comes down, consumes the offering. Oh, by the way, he had had his altar drenched with water to make it even harder. But God just descended in power, consumed the offering, consumed the water around the offering. And so that's happened. And, and, and so right after that, here's what's happened. Um, Elijah basically said, hey, take all the prophets of Baal and get rid of them. So now all that has happened, still hasn't rained, hasn't rained for three years. And so we pick up the story from there. Here's what the Bible says. And Elijah said to Ahab, now go up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of the rushing of rain. Now, it wasn't happening right at that point. He's a prophet, right? He knew that was coming. And so he said, the rain is coming. Might not be here today, right this minute, but it's coming. So what happens? So Ahab went up uh, to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel, and he bowed himself down to the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said, and he said to his servant, now go up now looked toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And he said, go again. He did this seven times. Now, why seven? Now, biblical numerology is a real thing. There are numbers in the Bible that matter. For example, the number three. Three is a, a holy number. It's the number of the, obviously of the Trinity. And you see through Jesus laid in the grave three days. The number three matters. Where the number seven matters. It is a complete number. God worked as he created creation. Six days rested on the seventh. Seven days was a week, right? So the number seven matters in the Bible. So he says, I want you to go up there, not six times, but seven times. Now look at what happens. Now, and he said to the servant, go up and look toward the sea. He went up. There was nothing there. He sent him up seven times. And he said this, and at the seventh time, behold, a little cloud like a man's hand is rising up from the sea. And he said, go up and say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down, lest the rain stop you. In other words, it had been dry. You had all these wadis that were dry, all these little riverbeds that were dry. And what was about to come was going to cause floods in the area. Ahab wasn't going to be able to get off the mountain and get out of that area. So um, Elijah says, go tell him to get out of here. Prepare your chariot, go down because the rain's going to stop you. And in a little while, the heavens grew black with clouds and wind. And there was a great rain. 
And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel, that was a city nearby there, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he gathered up his garment and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Now, why would he do that? Why would he respect Ahab enough to beat him to Jezreel and and welcome him as he was coming in? Well, it's a couple of reasons. One, even though Ahab was a dog, (laughs) was a horrible king, I mean, think about what he did. He married a foreign woman, brought in pagan gods, killed the prophets of God, killed all the prophets of God. There were 450 Baal prophets when Elijah shows up. He had basically caused the people of God to become idol worshipers, to have false gods. I mean, he was not a good guy by any measure or imagination. He simply wasn't, but he was still king. And so because of that position, he deserved some respect. Now, did Elijah confront him? Yep. Did God discipline him? Yep. Did God bring correction? You bet. All of that's legit, but he still had that position, so Elijah was going out. So that was one. And second, I can't prove this, <laughs> but I but I think Elijah wanted to be there saying to Ahab, see, I told you that God is real. I told you that the God that I worship is the true and living God, not the God that your wife Jezebel worshiped. And so I think there was a little impulse to say, turn your heart turn your mind. Let's get back to the Lord. So where are you today? What have you been running after? Has it produced real results in your life? I mean, seriously, the things you're living for, the things you're running after, has it brought in your life what it promised to bring, that you thought it would bring? Has all that money, all that stuff, all those things, all that popularity really filled the gap of your heart and your soul? If you're just now getting it, it might... um, it might sort of persuade you. It might cause you to be a little confused. But if you've had money suffering things for a while, here's what you know. It doesn't deliver in the long haul. If you have popularity, power, and position, it doesn't deliver in the law. It might distract you for a while, but it doesn't ultimately fulfill. So why not right now? Turn back to the Lord. Embrace Him. Follow the God of the Bible. And you know what will happen? You'll have unbelievable grace for your journey. Let me pray for you. Father, we love you so much. Thank you for today and your goodness. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for being with us. And guess what? We'll see you right here next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.